Welcome in episode 73, What's Right, Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. It is our week three NFL gambling show. And Demonza, I'm a little stressed out. Yeah, I'd be too. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'd be stressed out if... If what? I had your betting career right now. Okay. Or your betting okay. season, should I say? A guy's not allowed to have a couple rough weeks. Week one, I got a little unlucky, went two and three. Week two, let's show it to you. I can't say I got unlucky because I did get unlucky on the lock in Baltimore. I'm still angry about that, but I got very lucky to cover Arizona. But those other two misses, Green Bay minus 10 was good. Arizona plus five and a half. I got lucky. My lock of the week, Baltimore minus three and a half. I still can't believe Miami had that comeback. But those other two on the right-hand column, Cincinnati minus seven and Minnesota plus two, just bad picks. They're just bad picks. So we're shaking up the snow globe this morning. We're, we're, we're changing the order of the podcast. We're giving you the picks right off the top. Our brain trust, Gabe and Matt, we're like, Nick, if you do the picks right off the top, why are people going to stick around for the rest of the show? Because the lock's coming later. The you know the, the offer from DeMonze, our survivor pick, which thankfully Survivor's been brutal this year. We've given out two winners in Survivor. We gave out Baltimore and Green Bay first two weeks so we're still alive in survivor and i hope someone's jotting down to make sure we can't give out you know team a second time but i made some i went back and re-watched our episode week two gambling show i made some grievous strategic errors i went against some of my principles at one point on the cincinnati pick i said and i quote i hate laying a touchdown on the road and then i did it i I don't feel badly about the Baltimore pick. I don't at all. And I know I said I got lucky on the Arizona thing, but I said the Arizona backdoor cover is going to be open for them all game. They ended up turning into a backdoor win. But we're going to we're going to get back to what two of the last three years prior to this, best I can tell, I had not, well, not best I can tell. I know I had profitable public records above 55% against the spread. And one of the last three years, I think I was the best of all national sports media members, handicapper. We're going to get back to it. Two and three weeks are not good, but they're not crushing. We all one four and one week and we're back above 500. That's all we need this week. It's a nice four and one week. The way this works is I give you five picks. I give, and then I give you categories of stay away, be careful, and perfectly priced. Let's, Demonze, get right into the picks. Let's Let's do it. We can do it. What's our our first pick? Nick's picks. We got Baltimore minus two and a half in New England. Okay. Baltimore again. Yeah, you know what? Baltimore, we picked them week one as our lock. Right. They did me well. Baltimore, we picked them week two in our lock. I thought they were going to do me well. Some bad shit happened. I almost wanted to make Baltimore my lock again. But I was like, you know what? Let's let's ease off on the lock part of it. But Baltimore laying less than a field goal. I now the injury report is terrifying. As we record this Thursday morning, Baltimore's injury report is is 15 people long. Do I think Mac Jones can take advantage of it? No. Were the Patriots lucky to escape last week? Thanks to Nelson Aguilar making the best play of his career on a terrible Mac Jones pass against the bad Steelers. <laughs> yes. Is, did Lamar play a great game last week? Yes. Does Belichick historically struggle a bit against the mobile quarterbacks? Cam gave him trouble. 
Russ, when he used to run around, gave him trouble? Yes. Also, we don't want to overreact to what happened last week. Going into the year, all my study told me we're long on Baltimore, we're short on New England. We're now getting the Ravens. We're laying less than a field goal. We're in it. Speaking of laying less than a field goal, I've never seen a gambling week like this. 16 games, eight of them, the line is less than three. Eight of these games, the line is between a point and two and a half points. Never seen it. There is not a single huge favorite. This week, 15 of the 16 games, the line is six and a half or less. The one game that is more than six and a half, it's seven. It's a brutal survivor week. It's a brutal gambling week, which is why we got in the lab late into the night to find our five picks. The first one is Baltimore, minus two and a half. We're riding Baltimore again. Ride that Baltimore train to death. Well, we'll see. To the grave. We'll see. We told you last week. See, the other thing, you know what frustrated me last week? When I say I screwed up my process, there were a few process errors. One was like, don't bet this game. You don't want to watch it. That's no way to make money. The other one was the moment I heard those dopes, Victor and Matt, be all in on Pittsburgh. I put New England in the be careful category. I should have put them in the picks. Whenever, and that's, you know what? We'll see how this week goes, but we might have to incorporate into the pre-show analysis in the group chat asking everyone what their favorite bet of the week is and see if there's a little group think on the square side from our producers. Okay. Okay? Baltimore, minus two and a half, first one. Next. Minnesota, six-point favorites at home against Detroit. Sorry, Matt. I offended Matt. Victor's (laughs) not offended. Victor knows. We're going to lay the six with Minnesota. Minnesota minus six. I think that's I think that's crazy. Tell me. Why. I mean, the only the only thing I'm thinking about is the fact that they're at home. But I just feel no. Like, tell me why you think it's crazy, though. I just think the Lions don't look that bad. And the Lions look and good. The, I don't think there's the offense has scored the most points in football. Yeah, I don't think the Vikings have have done that well. I mean, they just got their asses kicked. Yep. And then I, I just I just don't see it. And then six points. I feel even better now. <laughs> now I don't like Minnesota on the short week. I will admit that. But Minnesota coming off an embarrassing performance on national TV. We're now in a 1 p.m. window where Kirk Cousins is comfortable. The Lions may be riding a little too high. Justin Jefferson, the Lions defense, has not been able to stop anybody. Justin Jefferson going to have a field day. A field day. This is a game Minnesota's got to have. We're not at seven and a half. I feel a little differently. The reason it's six is because of what Demonze just said. Minnesota hasn't looked that good. Detroit's been fun, all this stuff. If if this game were in Detroit, it would just be a pick 'em. Come on. Come on. I don't listen. I don't love laying the points. I'd rather when you're in a slump gambling, go with the underdogs. But I don't think I'm in a slump. I don't. I think that I win against my principles. I think you're at 500 right now. Well, I'm actually below 500. Mm-hmm. I'm four and six. But I went against my principles on the Cincinnati bet. And aside from that, I've liked the process of a lot of these things. I think this is a bounce back spot for Minnesota. 
I don't think Jared Goff is going to continue to play the best football of his life all year long. I think this is a game that you don't see much that is nobody's nobody's locked in on because this is a game that is 17 to 3 at halftime. Minnesota <laughs> and Minnesota I think Detroit's offense grinds to a bit of a halt temporarily. Minnesota has a nice, cool, comfortable, easy victory. Justin Jefferson bounces back. Kirk Cousins bounces back after his brutal game. Dalvin Cook bounces back. And Detroit, which is a nice story, but coming off its first time favored in a couple years. Kirk Cousin bounces back from his terrible game. Yeah. Well, he's, so. I mean, Kirk Cousins is not going to be awful every game. This is a get-right spot. Minnesota, minus six. Put it down. Might be a survivor pick. We'll see. Next! Houston, plus two and a half in Chicago. Yeah. You really want to watch a Justin Fields versus Davis Miller showdown? I don't. And that f***ed me in week two. I was like, oh, you don't want to watch this game. Don't bet this game. That is not how this works. Right. The, so we have the to, to be aesthetically agnostic. We can't worry about, oh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. That's why we're putting action on it. That's not how you make money. You know how you make money? Laying less than a field goal against the Bears. That, or I'm or sorry, <laughs> I said that wrong. I'm not even laying a field goal. Getting points against the Bears. Pardon me. Why are the Bears favored over anybody? Why? Someone tell me. Now, I understand getting the two and a half, you'd much rather this be three. Obviously, you'd rather it be three. But Houston, I, I think they play hard for Lovey Smith. Davis Mills knows if he doesn't play well, his job's on the line. The Bears clearly don't trust Justin Fields to throw. The offensive line is horrible, just horrible. And Chicago's now the team on the short week. I I simply can't pass up the value of getting points, playing a team that might end up with the worst record in football this year. Chicago. They want, I know they won week one in the monsoon in Trey Lance making his first start, you know, since being anointed the starter. I get all that. And no, I'm not excited about watching this game, but I like the rookie running back for Houston. I, I like that Houston understands that after a, let's call it frisky week one, that they let then get away from them at the very end. And they ended up having to settle for a tie that they were underwhelming to say the least in week two, but there were things in the Broncos game where defensively, just like in the Colts game, you're like, oh, this Texans defense is interesting. And the Texans have covered both times this year. They covered the nine against Denver. They covered whatever they were against Indy, I think eight. Now they're only getting two and a half, but they're playing far and away the worst team that they've played. I think Chicago's far worse than Indy. I'm not going to be watching a lot of this game. I'm not going to act like I am. But Houston getting points at Chicago. We like it. Houston plus two and a half. Next. All right. Jacksonville plus seven playing the Chargers in L.A. Okay. We know the Chargers have no home field. We know Jacksonville is, I believe, deserves to be two and up. A defensive breakdown, a few drop touchdowns in week one is the reason they're not two and up. Jacksonville looked awesome on both sides of the ball in week two against Indy. 
The Chargers, now what the Chargers have going for them is the extra rest. They played on Thursday. Right. However, I think the Jags could win this game. I'm not picking them to win. I think they could win this game. I definitely expect this game to be close. And getting the full seven, even if Jacksonville is getting beat by two scores, the back door is going to be open the whole game. And Jacksonville is going to keep throwing the football. Jacksonville is going to keep throwing it to get Trevor. They, I think they want to build up Trevor's confidence. They want to build up his numbers. So there's so many scenarios where this, where Jacksonville can cover this seven, even if they lose. Additionally, now am I a little worried about the Chargers pass rush against the Jags offensive line? I am. However, what do we know about Justin Herbert? The Chiefs just broke his ribs. Now he's limited in practice, but he's expected to play. They're going to inject him. They give him a painkilling injection. It's essentially with morphine. How about this, Demonze? You don't know this. Justin Herbert got his first career start because two years ago this week, Tyrod Taylor had the same injury. Before the game, the team doctor went to inject him with a painkiller in his ribs put the needle in too far, and punctured his lung. Punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. The Chargers team doctor... Pumped that stuff straight into his... So so Herbert had to make an emergency start, almost beat the Chiefs that game in his first start ever. Two things. One is Tyrod Taylor just sued the team for the doctor for five million bucks. Second of all, it's the same fucking doctor. He didn't lose his job. He's the guy that's going to be injecting Justin Herbert with the oh, same wow. painkilling thing. Big day for him. So, but here's why I think it's noteworthy. The Chargers are not going to be, if they have a lead late, they're not going to put Justin Herbert in jeopardy. Right. They're going to be running the ball, just trying to get home. I'm not worried about the Chargers being up six and then throwing for a late touchdown. They want to have Justin Herbert have as few pass attempts, at you know, break glass in case of emergency on the Justin Herbert rocket. So the idea that they're going to blow out the Jags in this context, I think it's low. They, they, they also have a crummy injury report at the moment. The Jags have the cleanest injury report in football. It's the, it's the one game of the weekend where you're getting a full touchdown. Jacksonville plus seven. That was the other thing that screwed me up last week. I was high on the Jags preseason. I bet them in week one. They were part of my picks. And I felt like I got kind of screwed at the end. And last week, if you remember on the show, I said I liked the Jags. The Jags had beaten Indy in Indy or in Jacksonville like more than five straight years. The Colts didn't look good in week one. I like there were so many signals to me to go with the Jags. But I said to myself, ah, do I really, you know, maybe I'm just wrong about the Jaguars. Do I really want them to be? I think I said 20% of my card the first two weeks of the year, and I stayed away from them when I shouldn't have. We're back on them. Jacksonville plus seven, Herbert banged up. Jags have a lot of ways to cover. Small chance to win. Jags plus seven. Next. San Fran minus a point and a half in Denver. No love for the home field Denver team. And hasn't Russ always owned the 49ers? That was in Seattle, Pete Carroll, the Russ part. Here's where we're at on this. Until proven otherwise. If the spread is less than three, 
and Denver's playing a good coach, Nathaniel Hackett is a must fade. Blindly bet against Hackett until proven otherwise if the other team we know is a good coach and you're laying less than a field goal. There is no reason to have any faith in Nathaniel Hackett's operation, his ability to get plays in, anything. The Bronco crowd is already angry. The Niners, on the other hand, because the players do have a true affinity for Jimmy Garoppolo, might be playing with a little more energy. I, it, Russ looks like a shell of himself. All of these things, to me, I know it's in Denver, and I know it's a desperation spot for Denver. I don't think Denver's very good. Their coach is utterly incompetent. Russ has been terrible. And San Francisco, I'm laying less than a field goal. Now, I understand another road favorite that I'm betting, but a road favorite of less than three is so different than a road favorite of six plus. So all those reasons. Also, one note on Nathaniel Hackett. Ben Solak wrote a whole article about this. I referenced it on TV, but I want to reiterate it here. There was, I mean, he has been in so far over his head. A lot of us are like, can he really be this bad? I mean, he did get this, get a head coaching job. He interviewed and got the job. Now, granted, keep in mind, they got new ownership in Denver. Rob Walton, the Walmart heir, bought the team since he was hired. So he's not going to have loyalty to him. But it's like, how did he get the job? And then Solak reminded us that Denver thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. They hired him as Aaron Rodgers' bait. So I don't think he was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. Then Collinsworth told us Rodgers loved him because they f***ing played darts together and he made him laugh. Not because he was some genius schematically. That's so January 27th, Nathaniel Hackett gets hired. Denver was the number one team everyone thought Rodgers was going to. Two days later, Rodgers re-signs in Green Bay. Denver panics, makes the rust trade. But they hired a guy because they thought it would mean Rodgers would go there. Used him as means to an end. Uh, exactly right. Be if some up and coming podcasting platform was like, hey, no, we're going to make the face of our sports unit, Demonze. And That's then I re signed with Fox. They're going to be like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, let's see how this thing works. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh man, Demonze sure seems to know a lot about basketball, struggles with the other stuff. Why'd you make him the face of your whole <laughs> enterprise? It's like, well, I thought someone might go with him. Uh, so. All the, this is until proven otherwise. If you have to lay less than three points and the opposing team has what I consider to be a top 10 coach, auto bet. San Francisco minus a point and a half. So there's our five picks. We're going to go over the other 11 games on the slate next, and then we'll give you our locks. There's the five picks. Baltimore minus one and a half. Houston getting two and a half, San Francisco minus one and a half, Jacksonville getting seven, Minnesota laying six. Only one home team on our card this week. Very odd week. Half the card being point, point and a half, two or two and a half point lines. I've never seen it before. 
but we're we're working through it. There's our five. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, welcome back in episode 73, What's Right, Nick Reddit. It's our week three gambling show. We just gave you our five picks of the week. Now we have all the other games fall into three buckets. Stay away, be careful, and perfectly priced. Stay away games are games where either the weather, the injury report, or too many questions make it something that I just don't have confidence in betting. Demonze, let's go through them. What our state, do we do these one by one? I think we do. What's our first stay away? Cincinnati minus five at the New York Jets. Yeah. Isn't it, shouldn't Joe Burrow turn it on at some point? Like what, this isn't going to keep happening. Okay. So let's talk about this one. There, there you see all four games are going to stay away. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, New Orleans, Carolina, Vegas, and Tennessee, and Cincinnati and the Jets. Right. Let's start with Cincinnati and the Jets. I think Cincinnati is going to win. The Jets, I understand they got a nice win last week. It also, I don't blame Nick Chubb for what happened, but if Kareem Hunt doesn't go out of bounds or if Nick Chubb just goes down or if the Jet, the the uh, Browns defense doesn't self-immolate on back-to-back possessions or if they get an onside kick, the Jets are 0-2 and looked as one of the worst teams in football. Right. So, and I think Cincinnati is still going to make the playoffs. Why is it a stay away? Cincinnati right now appears to be so poorly coached and so unable to keep Joe Burrow upright, I can't lay five points against any team that might have any semblance of a pass rush. Now, in Cincinnati's defense, if you do have a shaky offensive line, there's two worst players in the league to play in weeks one and week two are T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons, the two best edge rushers in football. The Jets don't have somebody like that. so. I I don't know that the Jets are going to be able to take advantage the way the Steelers and Cowboys did. But I'm not betting the Jets getting less than a touchdown against any good team. I'm just not. I think this line should probably be seven and a half like it was for Cincinnati against Dallas. I'm also, however, not going to bet the Bengals until they put together one good half of football much less one good game, so I'm staying away. Next. All right. New Orleans minus two and a half at Carolina. 
All right, yeah. I Listen, the Saints' offense is a disaster. The Panthers' offense is a disaster. They keep – Carolina has been getting – has been the underdog and getting less than a field goal every game this year, and they can't cover. I – I'm just, I have no feel on this whatsoever. I want to believe in Carolina. Baker's been awful. I don't believe in New Orleans. I don't want to lay points with New Orleans on the road. It's a stay away. There's too many questions about either team's offense being able to do anything. Usually in that instance, it's like grab the points. But when the points is less than a field goal, the points aren't quite as useful. So we're staying away. Next. All right. Pittsburgh plus four and a half at Cleveland. All right. So this is a stay away for this reason. Why are we staying away from betting against Mitch Trubisky, though? Because it would be laying points with Jacoby Brissett. That's why it's a stay away. Now, usually, when two bad quarterbacks play each other and you're getting more than a field goal, you'd bet Pittsburgh plus the four and a half. And I had on my card initially Pittsburgh plus four and a half. That was, and it's the Thursday night game. So when people hear this, this game will have been played. It's being right. played tonight. So. You're saying, why aren't we betting against Mitch Trubisky? I almost bet on Mitch Trubisky because I'm getting four and a half points. Right. And it's Tomlin. It's the division. I expect it to be close. But Pittsburgh looked so bad last week. And the Browns were two minutes away from looking pretty good throughout the first two weeks. Week one, they, they beat Baker in the revenge game. Week two, they're beating up the Jets until they blow it at the end. I just, I I can't lay four and a half with uh, Brissett. The Steelers would know what, what I think might be Trubisky's last game. I think they might go to Kenny Pickett because they have the long week, you know, Thursday to the next Sunday. This to me, it's just, if I was going to bet a side, it'd be Pittsburgh plus four and a half. But Cleveland's running game has been so efficient and so deadly that I do worry they just run the ball down Pittsburgh's throat and it's not a Jacoby Brissett game. My lean is Pittsburgh, but I'm staying away. All right, last one. All right, Las Vegas minus two at Tennessee. Yep. Both these teams are just gross right now. Tennessee's awful. Vegas has to feel terrible. I have no idea what we're getting from either of these teams. I'm staying away. There's no more analysis there. I looked at it. I was like, if Vegas was favored by three, then I would take Tennessee as a home favorite, as a home dog. But at two, it's not enough. Th- these lines this week are so hard. It's not enough. I don't, I don't feel comfortable after the way the Raiders blew that game, betting them as road favorites over anybody. I also don't feel comfortable betting Tennessee as awful as they've looked. When I'm getting less than a field goal, it's a stay away. All right, next. All right, we this are is the be careful the, category. We are now in the be careful category. Category and first up is Philly minus six and a half at Washington. Yeah, the whole media is on Philly. What's up with you? All right, still not there yet. Well, it's not that I'm not there yet. The short week concerns me a bit. Also, and the other games we're going to discuss are Casey Indy and Dallas at the Giants. But here's the other aspect here, right? I don't think anyone is going to bet Washington. And the fact that this thing is staying at six and a half and not moved to seven or seven and a half 
to me, they are daring you to bet Philly. Washington looks like they're a mess. Philly looks awesome. It's less than a touchdown. And that is the vintage be careful spot. That Philly right now, Jalen Hurts is like third in MVP candidacy. The Eagles are a Super Bowl team. Ron Rivera, people are talking about him getting fired. It's a divisional game. You're on the road. In order to cover, you've got to win by a touchdown or more. And everyone is going to be on you. Be careful. Because I feel like they are daring you to bet the Eagles. I don't have the guts there to bet Washington because I think the Eagles could blow them out. It's a vintage be careful spot. Stay away from it. Next. KC minus five and a half at Indy. Yeah, so. By the way, you don't you don't think they're going to smoke Indy? He just got shut out by Jacksonville last I week. I do think they're going to smoke Indy. Okay. Mahomes is the greatest September quarterback of all time. Greatest September quarterback of all time. What a title. Um. So let me, hold on. Well, let me just. Oh, like. A, uh, hold on. The Bills. Hold, the best September team. Yeah, I actually, yeah. yeah. This year they have been. Mm-hmm. Here's Mahomes, though, in his career. He's played 15, this is courtesy of James Palmer. Um, Patrick Mahomes has played 15 games in September. Uh, his record is 13 and two. That is the best in NFL history. He averages in September 300 as far as winning percentage. Minimum yeah. 10 starts. He, he averages 322 yards per game passing in September. What do you, where do you think that is in NFL history? It's the best. Okay. He averages 8.7 yards per attempt in September. Where do you think that is in NFL history? Hey, it's the best. Or- it's the best. He has, in his career in September, 48 touchdowns, three interceptions. Where do you think that ranks in NFL history? Oh, it's the best. And his pass rating in September is 122. Where do you think that ranks in NFL history? Oh, it's the best. That is that is not my tweet. That's from James Palmer of the NFL Network. James Palmer, who used to work in Houston, and there's a big, you know that giant Houston sign off the highway in Houston, one of the highways? It's like the big colorful the letters. The, oh. It's like a, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, James Palmer and I one time climbed it and drank beers atop it in the middle of the night. That's a true story. That's a, not a true story. I swear to God. You're talking about the the little on like the almost the, like bridge looking thing? Yeah, off the side of the highway. You like, guys climbed it. We climbed the O, sat on it, and drank beers. I'm just imagining like how does that even... He lived How does right that even behind get it. set up to happen? He lived right behind it. Okay. He was at his house. He used to work in Houston. Now he works for the NFL Network. All right, checks drank, out. Drank some beers. What'd you say? I said, all right, it checks out. Yeah, it's not. A, okay. So I just gave you all those Chiefs numbers. So why am I not laying less than a touchdown with them when I do think they're going to blow out Indy? Seems too easy. Seems too easy. Indy looks awful, but they're desperate. Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in football. Matt, listen, Matt Ryan might be cooked. He did the self-sack last week where, like, there was pressure around him. Instead of getting touched, he just crumbled. Um, Everything in me says, bet the Chiefs. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I, I, say. I feel exactly how I felt about the Bills game now, about this Chiefs topic. I'd love, listen, I'll be rooting for you. I like it. No one's going to be betting the Colts. The problem is the, 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 the be careful category is if you see it and you're like, 
Is anyone going to bet Indy? No. Do I think the Chiefs are going to win? Yes. Does a backdoor cover situation scare me? There are a lot of things. The Chiefs, Willie Gay, their inside linebacker, is suspended the next four games. Could that hurt their run defense? It could. Just, it looks so obvious we're staying away. But with that said, well, I don't want to lay the six and a half with Philly, and I want to lay the five and a half with KC. That does feel like a very tasty teaser situation. So we might talk about that in exotics. All right, last one. All right, Dallas plus a point and a half at the Giants. Plus a point, sorry, not point and a half. No, no problem. Uh, The Giants are only minus one. The reason this is a be careful to me is because I have no, maybe I should have put this in a different category. Uh, I have no feel for this game. I I think the Giants are going to win, but I have no, I don't even want to talk about this game. I have no feel for it. I was so wrong in the Cowboys last week. I think the Giants are going to win, but I also feel like Micah Parsons might be able to force like four fumbles of Daniel Jones. I have no feel for it. I'm just, it, it, I, you know what? I should have put it in the stay away category, but let's move on to perfectly priced quickly because I said we we're going to go fast. And once again, we're late. Go. Price bills minus six at Miami. Yeah. Still refusing to go in on the bills. Or are you saying that the, you believe in Miami or? Well, no, just I just it? think that it's perfectly priced. I think that if Miami's a playoff team, which Vegas says they are, they're at home. Buffalo is on, but you know, keep in mind Buffalo game one, everyone's fully rested, right? But they play on a Thursday week two, they go from Thursday to Monday, damn near a bye week. So they go from all off season of rest, then a week and a half. Now they're on a short week, right? And it's going to be hot. You know, those new England Buffalo and the jets going down to Miami has caused problems in the, in the past. And if Miami is supposed to be a playoff team, then at home, they shouldn't be more than six and a half point underdogs against anybody. So I do think, and I do think that with Buffalo suffered some injuries to the secondary, Miami might be able to take advantage of it. I think the Bills win by a touchdown. I think the, it's perfectly priced. I expect the Bills to win. The line's just right, so we're staying away. Next. All right, Green Bay plus a point at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think that's also perfectly priced. No Mike Evans. Tampa's offense has struggled. So what they're saying is they think right now Green Bay is slightly better than Tampa, but the game's in Tampa. So this game's essentially a pick 'em. I totally agree with that. And I think this is going to be the game of the week. I'm very excited to see it, but it's a coin flip game. It's perfectly priced. Next. All right, Falcons plus a point and a half at the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, this is maybe the two worst teams in football. What they're saying is that they think Seattle is slightly worse than Atlanta, but Atlanta's got to go. I wanted to bet Atlanta. Because I think Seattle's going to struggle to win. I think their Super Bowl was that Denver game, and they looked awful in Week Two. Their awful, yeah. They, they, I, all year they, they all off season it was about beating Russ. They wanted to beat Russ, right? Um, the, my problem is it is hard to find a longer trip for any one schedule than Atlanta to Seattle. So that flight, the East Coast to West Coast, I don't love it. I don't love that we're getting less than a field goal in Lumen Field. I also don't love the idea of betting Seattle and under any circumstances laying points. It's priced just right. That's it. Last. All right. Rams minus three and a half at the Cardinals. Yeah. I, again, I think this is McVay has owned Kingsbury, but the Cardinals, I'm sorry, the Rams have not looked overwhelming. They almost, they haven't covered yet this year. The three and a half is just right. At Rams minus three, I would bet it. At Cardinals plus four, I'd probably bet them. I think the, 
I I probably wouldn't bet either, but those would be the sides I have. I think three and a half is perfectly priced. I expect the Rams to win this game by around by three or four points. It's perfectly priced. All right, we've got to give you our lock. Got to give you some exotics, our survivor pick, and DeMonte's got an offer for us. That's all next. We wrap the show. What's right? All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right, Nick Right, episode 73. It's week three gambling show. Our five picks this week are Baltimore minus two and a half. We're staying on Baltimore for the third straight week. This time they're in New England. Minnesota minus six at home against Detroit. Houston plus two and a half in Chicago. Jacksonville plus seven playing the Chargers in LA. And San Francisco minus one and a half. Last year, last week, we got screwed on our lock, the Baltimore bet. I almost, Demonte, wanted to lock up Baltimore again. Have it be for the third straight week we go with Baltimore. But we're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to take this opportunity to fade Nathaniel Hackett. Kyle Shanahan versus Nathaniel Hackett. It is truly one of the best coaches, smartest coaches in football against one of the most overmatched doofuses I've ever seen coach in an NFL game. I'm laying less than a field goal. San Francisco, minus a point and a half is the right move. They have now added to the graphic more, look at this, more versions of me when I was slightly overweight and shaved head. And you are now holding money and a football and all these things. There it is. San Francisco minus a point and a half in oh, yeah, Denver. There's a tiny nick on there as well. Yeah, I saw that. Bag. Okay. Now we're going to teach Demonze about teasers. Okay. So there are 6.7 point and 8 point teasers. So a teaser means you have to add, you know what a parlay is. Parlay is when you just take a bunch of bets, put them together. Teaser is similar, but you get to move the line six, seven, or 10 points. And you pay a bigger VIG depending on how many points. So the rules of teasers are that you don't want to tease across zero. So if you have a team that's favored by three, you wouldn't then tease them to plus three because you're not getting true value on it because the game's not going to end tied, typically. Right. You, so what you want when you're teasing is to take it across key numbers, right? So like a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, you might want to tease down to a point-and-a-half because seven's a key number, six is an important number, three is an important number. And then that seven and a half point favor would just have to win by at least a point and a half, right? Or you can also go in the other direction. You know, you can tease an underdog. So this, if there are a lot of two and a half point underdogs, those are great teaser legs because you are getting it through the three, through the seven, through the six, obviously, and through the eight. So you take a six, a two and a half point dog and make them an eight and a half point dog. With that said, I'm going to slightly break one of those rules I just told you about. Here we go. We have Philly minus six and a half. We are teasing it down to Philly minus half point. Philly just to win. Okay? Philly just to win. And we are teasing it with the Chiefs from minus five and a half to plus a half point. Again, we're giving up one point of value there because plus half point is basically the same thing as minus half point right. unless it's going to end on a tie. A two-team six-point teaser. 
I kind of want to include Houston. In fact, we are including Houston. We're getting aggressive. We're going with a three-team teaser. The Chiefs from five and a half down to plus a half point. Philly from six and a half to minus a half point. And Houston from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. So a three-team teaser, just so you know how the math works on it. A three-team, six-point teaser will pay out plus 140. Okay. So 100 bucks to win 140 bucks, so on and so forth. That's our first teaser of the year. We will keep track of those as well. Oh, look at look at the graphic. Wow. Look at the graphic. Us exotic. I like it. Exotics? Exotics. I like it. All right. <laughs> now, do you have an offer you'd like to make me? I do have an offer I'd like to make you. All right, so this week's offer, the Giants to remain as the last undefeated team at 50 to 1. And we've also got the Dolphins to remain as the last undefeated team at 26 to 1. You either take those two bets mm-hmm. or one of these delicious cupcakes that I have under my seat. Well, let me, you, you actually have cupcakes with you? Why do you have cupcakes with you? I bought them specifically to match the chair. Oh, let me see these. Oh, these. But do yeah, look these good. are some. Hold on, I don't want to spill them. Yeah, no. Those look great. So you're saying if I take one of these offers, I get the cupcakes too? No. No. I think that's what you're supposed to be saying, but that's fine. Okay. No problem. Here's the thing. I don't like the Dolphins. At twenty-six to one. The Giants at fifty to one is interesting. So let's look at this. I believe the Giants have a very good chance at being 4-0. Okay? So who are the other undefeated teams? Kansas City. Kansas City is in Tampa next week and then against Buffalo two weeks later and against San Francisco after that. Those are all... They'll lose one of those games. Right. So Kansas City maxes out at 6-0. Miami and Buffalo play each other this week. I think Miami's going to win. I'm sorry, Buffalo's going to win. So Miami's off the board. Who are our other undefeated teams? We talked about the Giants. Philadelphia. Let's see what they've got. Philadelphia is at their home for Jacksonville. They're at Arizona. They're home for Dallas. Maybe Dax back by then. Philadelphia could, you know, I think they max out, and then they're home for Pittsburgh. Philadelphia doesn't really have a really tough game for a while. They're interesting. Who are other undefeated teams? Tampa. Tampa obviously could lose this week. Right. And then they play the Chiefs. So Tampa and the Chiefs, one of them is going to knock each other out. So what do the Giants max out at? I think they're getting to 4-0 and Ooh, at Green Bay Sunday, October 9th, then home for Baltimore. All right, that's no good. But at 50-1? to when I think they're getting to 4-0, and and I could then, like, hedge out of it by, if there's only other one undefeated team left, betting on that team each week. At 50-1, to the Giants to be the last remaining undefeated team. I think that's good value. That's the first time you've given me one of these that's good value. So I like it. If we were to play out this scenario 50 times, would at least one of those times the Giants be the last remaining undefeated team? I say yes. 
I like that bet. For the first time, I take that offer. You understand what this means because I've never taken one of these. You are making the offer. So I'll make it easy on you this time. I'll just bet $50. If the Giants are not the last remaining undefeated team, I owe you $50. But since you made the offer, you're the house on this. So you, if they are the last remaining undefeated team, you owe me... No, oh, 550 bucks? No, 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 no. It is 50 to 1. And I am bet if I bet $1, you'd owe me 50. Oh, so this will 2500. So you he bucks to get 2500, eh? Now you're trying to but you but you're you're like, "Oh, maybe I should make this bet." Too late. You made the offer. I have accepted the offer. It is the first one. If the Giants lose, before you know, if they're not the last remaining undefeated team, I owe you. I could have done more, but fifty to fifty to twenty five hundred feels good. You got me for ten thousand a few good. weeks ago. By the way, speaking of that, as of recording, let me check real quick. Ooh, we're getting close. Four hundred ninety nine thousand six hundred and twenty one. Yeah, I did see that the turn number was going up. Yeah, we're getting close. Uh, but I take it. So the Giants' last remaining undefeated team, you owe me twenty five hundred bucks. If they're not, I owe you fifty dollars. The cupcakes cancels out the 50. The 50? Yeah. The, so I don't have to pay you even the 50 now. You're no, saying. No, I'm saying. I think you're very confused. <laughs> I, think, I think our guy Nick Weiner is here in New York. Tried to add an element to the show, and that being you offering the cupcakes. Wait, so I owe you $50 if it doesn't hit, right? No. Oh. I owe you $50 if it doesn't hit. And if you, it does hit. You owe me $2,500. Oh, what the hell? You've no, made the it. offer. Yeah, no, you should have talked to them about it. You made the offer, buddy. I accepted the offer. It's the first one that I actually think was good value. That's today's show.